0: Welcome to Killer Women with your host, best-selling author, Danielle Gerard. The Killer Women Vodcast is pleased to be a part of the Authors on the Air global radio network. To learn more about Danielle and her books, visit her at www.daniellegerard.com and to access all of our vodcasts, go to youtube.com forward slash authors on the air. And now... Danielle's next Killer Woman. Hello, and welcome to Killer Women. I am your host, Danielle Gerard, and today I am with two fabulous authors whose new books are out on the same day. They are book twins. And to <laughs> my right, I'm going to do this the whole time because the screen shows me different sides, but to my right is Hannah Morrissey. And Hannah's second book, The Widowmaker, is coming out on December 6th, Hannah hands over here okay and then uh, to my left is tessa Wegert, and tessa's book oh gosh there we go oh i'm covering her face same thing this <laughs> the whole time. can you see it the kind to kill is coming out and this is the fourth book in the Shayna merchant series these are i've read both of them these are fabulous books and actually these ladies who if they look at A little bit different on screen. Um, We got some very dark light things going on here. (laughs) Um, The books actually have some really fun commonalities. So let's start. Hannah, tell us a little bit about *The Widowmaker*.
1: Yeah. So *The Widowmaker*, uh, it is a follow-up to *Hello Transcriber*, but it has different protagonists. So we still we do return to Black Harbor, Um, but the protagonists we're working with this time we have. Um, a detective named Hudson and he's grieving the loss of his partner who was murdered and then we have Morgan a photographer um, and she gets a gig shooting a holiday party for a wealthy family who's totally enshrouded in mystery since their patriarch went missing 20 years ago um, and then you know through some sort of cataclysmic happening um, I don't want to give anything away and right, right. <laughs> Hudson kind of become connected so you have this like unlikely pair who are not only trying to solve um, a murder but also like a, a cold case so yeah
0: fantastic okay tessa tell us about the kind to kill
2: yeah so it's the fir- the fourth book in the Shana merchant series mm-hmm. um and i think anyone who I, I also don't want to give too much away yeah anyone who's <laughs> read to this point knows and i will reveal that there is um a blood connection between Shayna Merchant and this serial killer that she's been pursuing for a really long time. Um, and at the beginning of this book, you discover that the um, there is to some extent the, a threat that has been neutralized, but he's still very much a part of her life. He's still kind of this shadow looming over her and kind of haunting her. Her, um, her daily life and also her career as she continues to investigate crimes in the Thousand Islands and then a local um, a tourist to who has come to a local pirate festival uh, goes missing and Shana finds herself embroiled in this in the scandal, uh, trying to work with the locals um, in the Chamber of Commerce to 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 figure out you know what has happened to this tourist in in the midst of this very high profile summer event that draws a lot of attention. Right.
0: She's yeah. The town is flooded with pirates. Literally flooded with pirates. And and then yes, it's not
2: the best time for someone to go missing.
0: It's not not right, and they do not. Nobody wants to talk about it because of course they need the income in this small town. So let's just start with sort of the these incredible women because of course. Here we are, killer women. Um, these incredible women with these really sort of, we talked about this a little bit before we started recording these violent pasts, you know, both, both one sort of from childhood and one in a different way a little bit later. But let's talk about sort of what makes those women who they are. I think, you know, we can start with. Shana, because we, we've we gotten to know her over these four books. Um, and you do talk about sort of that she had a blood relation to a serial killer, which it turns out that's a that's a, a lot of violence. Um, yeah. <laughs> but you know, she carries that. Talk to us just about sort of like her psyche now that you said, as you said, that a threat has sort of been, part of that threat has been um, eliminated. But it lasts for the, you know, we see that is a big part of the first three books. And yet, even though it's that some part of it is no longer pressure, it's still there for her. So what's yeah. that like for her?
2: Yeah, when we first meet Shana in Death in the Family, she's still suffering from PTSD after an abduction experience that she had with said serial killer. Yes. And that um that really still follows her throughout the entire series. It's a very much part of her character arc as right. she's trying to overcome the past, you know, relationship that she had with this particular individual and also trying to reconcile that with How she operates, you know, in her daily life as an investigator. And she's very much thrown into violent situations in her in her daily job, um, but also is a survivor herself. So to some extent, she has maybe a deeper understanding for some of the victims that she investigates, you know, crimes against those victims. Um, And then by the time we reach this book, her her real issue is that she's trying to, she's grappling with this legacy that this serial killer has left on the community and also on her own life so
0: and there are there's there there is collateral damage in the part of this book is actually some collateral damage from that abduction situation coming back to haunt her all these years later and it is some it's sort of because of course when there's violence in anybody's life it's a ripple it's a domino and it affects everybody around um particularly for police officers right it affects I mean, you know, we know this from our jobs and from, you know, getting to know police officers that, the, that their lives are fraught with violence and that doesn't just affect them, but right. their families and then their, you know, families, families and all and that.
2: she's estranged from her family at the mm-hmm. beginning of this book as right. well, because, you know, her blood tie, of course, is their blood tie also and news of this secret is finally out and it's a national news story and so everyone tried to
0: protect them right right. and then weirdly because of how much the history those two had Shana and and the serial killer she somehow gets sort of collaterally also blamed for who that person became right And, and yet you know and so from her family's perspective she's actually also sort of part villain which is you know, really hard.
2: And there's a whole true crime aspect to this Mm -hmm. book as well, because Mm -hmm. there's so much of a focus on this case, this criminal, and and what she knew about Mm -hmm. his identity that she chose not to reveal sooner. Um, So then she is very much the subject of this, you know, this scandal, this public scandal. Um, But then at the same time, there's a journalist character who comes to her and says, I really want to tell your side of the story as, you know, uh, not only, I mean, obviously with true crime generally, it's, it's the victim's family that you investigate, yeah, you know, in these, right. in these types right. of stories and podcasts, right. but this journalist wants to look at what it's like to be related to a serial killer right. and, you know, the, yeah, the, the collateral damage there, the effect yeah. that that
0: can have on someone right. emotionally and psychologically. Right. And then, and, and being a police officer in that situation is so, right. Unique. Yeah. Um. And, and, and actually, so Hannah and I were talking Now let's talk about Morgan so morgan is um is a photographer with also a very very dark um you know violent background mm-hmm. and and very anti-authority very yeah. and untrusting and i she's a really also a, a product of her of her experiences so tell us like you know how does she like where does she come from how does she evolve how does she see the world
1: yeah i think um I don't know anytime like in Black Harbor or I suppose anytime I write with an atmosphere I like to look at how characters are a product of that environment yeah and so like in Hello Transcriber we had Hazel who's like the newcomer so you're it, experiencing Black Harbor like through her lens mm-hmm. for the first time but then we have um and you know you have Nikolai Cole who's also a product of his environment and like you see the things that he does like as a you know a police detective um but then I wanted to like, just kind of turn it around and like explore something entirely new and like take somebody who's from Black Harbor and, and coming back. Yeah. So like see how that product has left Black Harbor and how she's coming back to Black mm-hmm. Harbor and how she sees it. So her being a photographer is sort of just this interesting perspective, I guess, of so she really is viewing it through a lens. I guess it's kind of like a metaphor where mm-hmm. she is, you are seeing everything through Morgan's lens because it is from her point of view. Um But yeah, just seeing how that violent past that she has like shapes who she is and how she interacts with people and her mistrust of people. And she really is like anti-authority because I mean, nobody helped her when she needed. Mm -hmm. So she just doesn't- Right, she was very, they let her down. Right, yeah, yeah, so she's become very independent, very rebellious, like not always for you know the right
0: reasons so right? but, but <laughs> understandably <you know, laughs> yeah exactly but actually not but that that's also I mean so we don't make the best decisions no at humans <laughs> right we know this um and I think for her particularly like she really is driving she's she's working through exactly this set, like what she had available to her mm-hmm. right and she's a fascinating character and the whole sort of you know as you mentioned when you described the book she gets invited to be this you know, to, to photograph this incredible family uh, who live in this, you know, castle, yeah, basically. basically. I mean, it's phenomenal. Yeah. And, and you do that, you do this very well. And you did it with an elegant Scriber and you do it here, you the sense of place is so, you know, the sense of place and the character's work, you know, are so intertwined that, you know, you feel like Black Harbor, like raises these Really interestingly dark people, mm-hmm. and you that's just how you, I see the whole town. There must yeah. be normal people in Black Harbor. But <laughs> I haven't um, had any, I, I haven't either. No. Well,
1: I think too, like on like the note of seeing it through Morgan's lens, yeah. like you have the Reynolds who have this like great estate on this, like you know, the crumbling shoreline. Um, but it's like the sea glass colored mansion, and she's right. driving through and she sees all the topiaries and the, the right. fancy shrubs and the but. And it is a nice house. I think it's a big house, but then also like it's from Morgan's perspective. And she comes from like a very poor family, right. you know, on the other side of the track. So right. it's gonna be even like magnified right. for her. So right. I think like, you know, if if somebody else saw like the Reynolds's mansion, like how much of a mansion is it? Right. You know, right. But to her, <laughs> and, it's, her is it's massive, like it. yeah. Right, right. And that's
0: I mean, and there's so much of that I um I feel like in you know, in this in the book about sort of like this the dichotomy and it's so prevalent in our world, right? The people who have so much have so much. Um and then the ones who, you know, have so little. It's like, mm-hmm. and then the, the spread is so so growing. Yeah. So let's talk yeah. about place because actually we talked a little bit about this before we recorded too about sort of how the strange similarities um of your <laughs> spots, which are not at all that I mean they're not similar, but sort of the water element. Mm-hmm. And so why don't you start and tell us about like, you know, where you been, I know Black Harbor is a made up place but it's based on a real place yeah and we're on lake michigan now in this book Mm -hmm. um so tell us about sort of like you know when you first imagined with hello transcriber black harbor like you know what was it what were the elements that you thought you stole from whatever real town um that you felt like were really important to that
1: i mean i like stole all of them yeah (laughs) perfect (laughs) and it's fictionalized. yeah no um i mean the bridge was a huge Mm -hmm. um just a huge facet and it was a destination for Hazel right and a lot of people's final destination. Yeah, so I think yeah. the bridge was the biggest the biggest thing for me and also like so hello transcriber the bridge is in the sort of the center of the city not far from the police department because right. she can look at it through her window um but I wanted in the Widowmaker to like kind of move outward and show a different part of Black Harbor that we haven't explored before and you know, the crumbling shoreline, this erosion was mentioned right. in Hello Transcriber. So go over there and see, because the people who live on the lake are more well to do, um, pretty right. like established families right. and stuff. A lot of people who aren't even from Black Harbor, you know, say from like Chicago, and right. they get cheap, nice houses, like mm-hmm. on this crumbling lake. But um, yeah, just kind of looking over there and like, what's what's life like over there? And what are what are people's perceptions colored by and, you know, sort of this this divide of like, because even in *Hello Transcribers*, talked about like there's pockets, right. sort of pockets of good right. and bad, right. and like what what does this pocket look like? Right, right here, I guess.
0: Right, and of course, <laughs> just because something looks really nice, right, it doesn't mean that it is really nice. Right, right? and then so
1: I think um, like to use your word, like dichotomy of, you know, the Reynolds is awesome mansion on this crumbling shoreline, but then you have this. Vast Lake Michigan, which if people haven't seen Lake Michigan, I mean, it's all, it looks like the ocean, yes. you know, and it's cold and it's dark and it's right. mysterious. And, you know, when you bring in something like that, you have this like foreboding sense of like the unknown and ominous and you know that something's going to happen in that right. lake. And, you know, and in, in the Widowmaker, that's kind of where like our whole story begins is like what they find in that lake. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, you can use that to color characters. Fears and reality. Oh, we and have itself. some fear. We have some fearful, yes.
0: some water fearful people.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm I'm terrified of water. So yes, <laughs> <am> too, that <laughs> probably says a lot about <laughs> Wow, of water. that is so
0: interesting. Okay, yeah. I did not know that about either of you. Mm-hmm. um But and water is a big thing. So yeah. your town, you, you base it on a town, but water is like you said, the bridge. The bridge mm-hmm. really is. If you, you know, when you pick, when I think about that. Hello, transcriber, it's the the bridge mm-hmm. is the, is the thing. And, you know, and this is sort of mixed between that, like you said, the eroding shoreline and that, mm-hmm. that you know, mansion, which somehow got into my like, you know, yeah, stuff. but
1: also looking at, you know, the eroding, eroding shoreline is kind of like, a, like a parallel or a metaphor for the whole city itself, right. like people's, you know, it's like they're, they're crumbling shoreline and like people's
0: crumbling morals and right. different things like that. It's like so. really, it's a metaphor for a lot of things yeah. in the world right now. So <laughs> yeah. water, Talk about, so yours is actually a real place. Yes. Um, so tell us about where, you, where you're located and then sort of how you bag, you've also fictionalized it to sort of protect businesses. Yeah, and right, You don't want exactly. to make anyone too angry. Is right. there really a pirate festival?
2: There is really a pirate <laughs> festival. I was there just this past, past it, summer. We go. Yes. <laughs> <are we> <laughs> next year. We
0: next we go. year. Yeah. It's every
2: year. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's everything that I describe it to be. It's very eclectic. Mm-hmm. It absolutely takes over this town really for- You know that it used to be ten days long, and now it really just runs for a weekend. Yeah. Um, But I mean, everyone shows up dressed as a pirate, and there's you know limited edition. Pirate ice cream flavors at the local ice cream shop. And what's a pirate what's ice like... cream flavor? I'm well, to ask. I,
1: I didn't Chips realize. Is... <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. The one that I You're got good. was a, called buried treasure. Oh, I but see, I okay. made one up for the book that I think is like black licorice and banana. Oh, yeah. What I came up with it seemed piratey for <laughs> some reason. So... <laughs> and also a little revolting. Yes, that was right. I, I would need that. Yeah. I don't think yeah, that would
0: be no. I like black licorice and bananas, yeah, but just not together. <laughs> oh, I love them yeah
2: okay but but it's a real festival and actually this book takes place almost entirely in the town of alexandria bay which is a real town in the thousand islands of upstate new york um and it's shana's new community where she has she has now lived there for a year or so yeah and she's settling in but she also because of all of the drama going on with um do we want to pause
0: it's fucking danny palmer well i like black licorice and i I like um bananas but not together that's yeah it sounds yes it is a little
2: bit revolting and i don't know that i would want to taste it either but for the purposes of the book it seems just right (laughs) it sounds yeah exactly yes Yes. Yes. and i
0: love that you made your own so you're in this town like you said you know it's a real town it's a real place yes um but you change it um to sort of not make everybody in the town yeah
2: i mean i wanted yeah and i you know a lot of authors so hannah is a perfect example a lot of authors choose to be inspired by a particular real life location and then fictionalize it change the name right you know change enough about it that maybe someone who had never been there would never be able to figure out exactly where it was what which town this was right with this series i i was i had been visiting the thousand i've been visiting the thousand islands every summer for 20 years so and i was so connected to this town and i knew it so well and I liked the idea of capturing it in right. some way right. in fiction. Mm-hmm. And it always seemed like the perfect place to have a, a mystery series because it has interesting history. Yeah. And there are a lot of there are similar to the Reynolds mm-hmm. family, how there yeah. are a lot of older mm-hmm. historic yes. homes that are just really imposing and a lot of islands and a lot of opportunity to create these kind of locked room scenarios. Yeah. Right. And right. and the town itself is interesting too, because there's this real divide between. The locals who serve the tourists and the tourists who come in every summer—it's really a seasonal town. Yeah, um, in real life, in actuality, um, so the tourist aspect really comes into play with this particular oh. book. But at the same time, you know, if there is any kind of crime or any, you know, particularly potentially an offensive scene okay. that I'm writing about a, a location in Alexandria Bay, sure. I do change the, and also just for my own, you know, to give myself some creative license, right. I don't necessarily,
0: yeah, you, you know, know, I'd be like, this I don't want is
2: people the to focus gas on,
0: station and three doors down yeah, is yeah, where that exactly. person died, yeah, like, yeah. oh,
2: the paint trim is not red, it's right. green, right, I don't, right, I would rather people just focus on what's happening right. in a story and not harp too much on those, particular details but it's a
0: unique location too because like in one of the books you know it's right on the border of Canada so in one of the books there's that sort of like who's in charge of this case because the body was found in one place but the person was from the other and that was really that was the last book yeah
2: yeah and there are a lot of yeah
0: so fun and it has this whole it has this whole um (laughs) sorry my literally that was my child I'm like (laughs) My phone keeps buzzing, <laughs> so we're gonna That's just it. ignore that. I Sorry.
1: Mean, yeah, I, was say, I really like that you had that in there with the whole like the border. Who yes. It because yes. you see that in real life. Like, yeah. Real life police stories, where sometimes we have like where I'm from. It's is it the cities or is it the county? Right. You yeah. know, And it's like. You know, find of a yeah. floating in the water. If it's floating in the water, it's the counties. If it's washed up on shore, it's the cities. Yeah. Like, it's so just, interesting. Yeah. Right. And I always I mean, don't you too as readers, I always love to know those types
2: of details. Me and I like too. to know that it's yeah. authentic and yeah. accurate. Yeah. And so I mean, I think like we both have done extensive research, yes. but Hannah, you in particular have your police connection from working as a police transcriber <laughs> and in the past. Police manager, so, a
0: police officer, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so
2: your research maybe comes more easily than, than mine. Mm-hmm. I actually tried to uh, you know, pigeonhole him in the bar last night, yeah. And to, to try oh, to ask him police, yeah, you know, related yes. yes. procedural actually, questions. Yeah, I think oh, yeah, all, did.
0: they're so they're so nice. Like, if you call them, I you know, I would cold called the San Francisco Police Department, been like, you know, I'm an author. My character is a cop, and I want to get mm-hmm. this thing right. Yeah. Especially when you say like that, because I think they're probably right. used to being beat up most of the time by yeah. the police. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And so, so when you say, you know, I, I mm-hmm. they're. They're wonderful. Yeah, yeah they, they always,
2: everyone I've ever spoken with has been yeah. really generous with their mm-hmm. time yeah. and really committed to getting the facts right. And also I think excited about the, right. the oh, fact yeah. that they're inspiring this or mm-hmm. that they're, you know, right. some aspect of their lives is going to be somehow yeah. portrayed in our books. Yeah. I think yeah. too, like
1: just as they're, careers are so interesting to us like ours are interesting to them right it's a world that they don't live in to like get to kind of step foot a little bit in each other's worlds is fun to have that crossover but I think even like you know with your example with the border patrol it's like that's the kind of stuff that grounds fiction in reality yeah and like shows a reader like it makes it more relatable it feels like part of our actual world right so I think and you do it really well because you're not like over explaining or like right hey, yeah here's yeah. all the mechanics of how this happens like this is just a scenario and a conversation between characters like right. this is yeah. another arm of the like another layer of the conflict i guess and you
2: do that so well too and it's really important to be authentic like that yeah you, because let's face it our plots are not necessarily the most realistic like there has mm-hmm. never been a serial killer in upstate new york yes. right? <laughs> I, so i oh that so you know that that now that, that we, we know of but um <laughs> it's funny because i like there's a sheriff that the actual real life sheriff of Jefferson County always lets me interview her with every book yeah and it's come to the point now where my plots have gone so far beyond what she has ever experienced in her year you know 30 years or whatever of doing this job and before that she worked as a senior investigator herself like Shana Mm -hmm. but she with this book had to say to me you know i can tell you what i think would happen under those circumstances but nothing like that has ever happened here nothing happens in the sleepy town which is the whole point of using that town for a murder mystery series right Mm -hmm. that's what makes
1: it interesting well i think that i was thinking about that too as you were talking about you know the tourist body popping up and during this busy time it's kind of this seasonal town where Mm -hmm. you know you have alexandria bay and i have black harbor and it's like because yours is a small town with like locals kind of everybody knows everybody so then when you have a murder like that happen, it's like big news all over. Yeah. Whereas My Black Harbor, it's so oversaturated. Like it has to be something that's big and right. going to make yeah. the headlines. Because right. like, these people are so used to
2: crime. Yeah. They're like, oh. oh, another murder? Yeah, <laughs> another <laughs> one bites the dust. Which is actually- <laughs> So
0: let's talk about this because we talk. This is another thing we talked We talked about. Because you know, both of these, I mean, but you guys both have a really sort of, they're very atmospheric. They're very dark, like dark, which I love. So. That, to me that's a compliment even though i don't know how it comes across but like the, you know, some dark okay. stories yeah. dark yeah. Char- characters with lots of stuff like all that and i love that about them but you guys don't do the sort of like open up and like the body is being chopped into little bits there's not a lot of blood on the page mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so talk about that like you start what was the decision Is it just sort of, sort of happened were you avoiding it is your experience of actual police make it sort of less appealing like what's the
1: no, I mean, I think a lot of it comes to like what kind of book you want to write mm-hmm. and what kind of audience you want to appeal to. Mm-hmm. So I technically, I tend to like in my first or second drafts write more violence on the page than my editor likes. So we kind of like, she'll have me like tailor it back. So she'd rather have too much than not enough. So like, then I have to like figure out and add stuff, you know, so mm-hmm. We kind of like do this sort of waltz together, uh-huh. where we'll t- you know? So what, what I can have on the page versus off the page, but um yeah, I think it, it goes back to like, sort of that like threat of violence always being right. there and like the scars that the characters have, whether they're internal or external. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, you know, you don't want to like turn people off mm-hmm. and I don't like violence just for the sake of violence. Mm-hmm. Like there has to be a reason for it. Mm-hmm. Um And there has like, you have to care about the character who is doing it or who it's happening to right mm-hmm. so right. I like I like violence that's like
0: rooted in reason right I guess. Mm-hmm. yeah Rather yeah than
1: gratuitous right yeah, yeah not that, gratuitous. that
0: makes total sense so and, and yeah. same with you
2: I just have kind of a weak stomach when it comes to <laughs> graphic violence so I just
0: don't I'm not that I
2: just don't want to write a lot of gory mm-hmm. scenes so I mean you there are scenes of course where you discover the body Mm -hmm. and there's some description of the body Mm -hmm. the murders for the most part happen off the page yeah off screen Mm -hmm. um which I mean I like to focus on the puzzle box aspect Mm -hmm. of the books Mm -hmm. like that's just what Mm -hmm. most is most interesting to me as a writer is figuring out how to like how to help the readers suss out you the both clues you and... both do
0: that that's real. like mm-hmm. both of you guys it's really it is sort of like a a little chess match that you yeah yeah they're
2: not classic mysteries no. i wouldn't say either no. either series but there are definitely elements of that yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. there's a root there for sure with more yeah. of a th- maybe more of a thriller treatment yeah. Yeah. yes yeah. i would yeah. say too
1: that's a good point about like what you want to focus on because i think there are some things that should be left to the imagination. Yeah. Well, I'll even do that, like, you know, with sex scenes. Like, I don't know. I'm yeah. not a prude, of course, by any means, yeah. because I write sex in my books, but there's some things that you should just imply. Or yeah. I would prefer our yeah. so it's kind of the same with violence, like, you know, somebody, yeah. you know, comes in with a knife and they're looking at this other character. Like, trust, like, readers are smart. They can right. infer what's going to mm-hmm. happen. You don't need to show every slice and dice motion. Right. And that could kind of right. must be more
2: impactful for readers, too. Yeah, right. They have to then imagine Yeah, imagine it. And everyone right. brings their own, right. you know, in the imagining, their own personal experiences and maybe, like, you know, aspects of other memories from other mm-hmm. books that they've read. And so they're um experience with that scene is mm-hmm. going to be everyone's is going to be very different anyway right. so it's right. kind of yeah. nice to leave some of that to the imagination and let mm-hmm. right you know it's like maybe some people will feel more affected by right. those scenes than others based right. on their own exactly that's exactly but i feel like
1: there are books where i don't want to say gratuitous violence works but like really being in the moment yeah. to like say like girl with the dragon tattoo uh-huh. you know uh-huh. like you see this horrible stuff that happens to her so it's like then as a reader you're just as angry and you want her to get revenge you know yeah, so yeah. I think yeah depending I on like I love that scene yeah, yeah. and I think <laughs> but depending on how much that plays into your character like for ours it's more I don't to say just their backstory but it's it's ingrained in their DNA now it's part of who they are but that's not we're focusing on moving the story forward we're not looking back right 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 like
0: it's not happening in the present so right we don't. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Yeah, no, I think that's it's a good choice. But I think it is interesting about that. You know that with these darker books, oftentimes we do see, you know, the real the the real violence. So the fact that it's it's implied, but I think the idea that the that the reader fills in his or her own experiences is, mm-hmm. is true. And people who read our types of books read. A lot of our types of books. So yeah. they, yeah, you know, like you said, they know the knife comes out. They know they yeah. know it's going to happen. Here. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Okay. So let's talk about the men in these women's lives because um, yeah. I also I um I like I, there's no sort of like brutish. I mean, there are peripherally, but not the the two main men. um You know. um Hudson and Tim, uh, we were talking earlier about how we—I th- think—they would get along because there's sort of like <laughs> there's like a there's like a modern chivalry to both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but tell us a little bit about sort of. Um, you know their backstories um because i think that's another thing that you do you guys do a really good job with they're they're not the main characters but they're very big characters in the book yeah. and, and and you know tim's emerged over um a few books so yeah tell us a little bit yeah. about Tim.
2: yeah he's kind of her her classic like foil you know mm-hmm. her right hand man but he's also a very optimistic personality type mm-hmm. whereas she tends to kind of expect the worst and so his approach to investigating kind of tempers her, you know, let me just run in, you know, guns blazing kind of (laughs) way, which is probably what she would do under many circumstances if he didn't kind of reel her back in. And that, um, well, that's her history, right? I mean, she's, she's,
0: She, needs, she feels like she needs to have a gun ready. Right. And I, I think he hasn't had that experience. Right,
2: and he's also a local, really right. grown up and only yeah. worked in Alexandria Bay, whereas she has this background with the NYPD. So mm-hmm. she's seen a lot more violence than he has, and mm-hmm. she is conditioned to expect mm-hmm. more violence. Mm-hmm. Um, but then what happens in this book is there's a relationship, a personal relationship that's evolving between mm-hmm. them. So now they work together, mm-hmm. but they also have this burgeoning romance and so it's a lot about her discomfort with that Mm -hmm. and trying to figure out Mm -hmm. how to um how to, to continue to be professional while on the job and you know give their full attention to especially the crimes that then emerge during Days, right. but at the same time, everything that happens on the job potentially can affect their relationship once they get of to home. Course, right?
0: Right. Of course, right? Of course. So and yeah. such a small pool. We're not talking about like these. Yeah. You know, they don't have like she doesn't have a million options. Yeah. No. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah I,
1: I think Tim too. Like what I notice about him is he he like always sees the good in people. Yeah, best, that's right. Which it like could be to his detriment sometimes. Yeah. So, right. Like he tends to give people the benefit of the doubt, and he sees the good in right. them and the potential right. but um yeah. yeah like it's it's an interesting juxtaposition for his job as a police detective right but it's also
0: like so wholesome that he hangs on to that yeah, yeah it's cute. <laughs> yeah. it, and, and i think the other thing that's interesting about it is i think so women i think we have to be more prepared for violence violence is way more likely to happen to us mm-hmm. than it is to men yeah. so there's moments when i i kind of sense Shana being like a little impatient like you know it's like, it's the little unrealistic, Tim, your view of the world. And yet I think he's such an important anchor for her because I think she could get really lost in her darkness. Yeah, definitely. Um, So that is what, and I think that's the sign of a really fun sort of duo is that those sort of, those, the conflict comes a lot just from sort of the the nature of the way they look at everything, right? And that is really, it's fun to read. And that is, I feel that way with, you know, so talk about Hudson because He's very different, but also sort of his own chival- chivalrous. Yeah.
1: I Hudson was fun to write, like he was fun to explore because he is a police detective, but I feel like I mean I think anybody who's like going to write police, um the intent is always to humanize yes. those characters. Yeah. Um, to make you care for them right. on a human personal right. level. So I really wanted to do that with Hudson of like, you know, he's a human first, he's a detective second. Right. Um and give him real insecurities, because I have like many friends um, who are detectives and um, yeah, he actually like, he has a lot of um, personality traits, I guess, that I've seen in like real people, real Mm -hmm. detectives. Um, So I wanted somebody who like is insecure because I didn't want to just write that alpha male, Mm -hmm. um, ego driven, you know, sort of stereotypical cop that we see a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And also somebody who's opposite of Nikolai Cole like Nikolai right, Cole is right. like we got him last book he's very um sure of himself yeah. he's very confident very competent and then now you have
0: a character who could use a little bit of that right <laughs> right Got to balance now but also I mean he so talk about his job because I think one of the things that makes his him so human is how hard mm-hmm. he struggles with the kind of work he's doing
1: yeah so um Hudson's assigned to sensitive crimes mm-hmm. um, as a new detective, like sensitive crimes, at least like where like from my experience, what I know uh, is not like a very desirable position because of the subject matter. It is mm-hmm. a lot of like child victims. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times it's really hard stuff. Um, so Hudson gets sensitive crimes because nobody else wants it. And he something I, I talked to my friend who's a det- who was a detective in sensitive crimes for many years. And she said, it's just this overwhelming feeling that you're drowning all the time you're drowning in casework, and you look at these piles of cases and she's like how do you prioritize them like how do you say one person's trauma is more or less important right and somebody else's injuries right and then you have a place like black harbor where they're just going to keep stacking up Mm. so like that drowning comes back and like the imagery of the lake and everything like that Um, he's always feeling like he's drowning but Yeah. So he really struggles with being in sensitive crimes, especially because his heart's not in it. He wants to be in robberies. Right. So bad. So then when this, uh, you know, this robbery gone wrong Mm -hmm. happens um, and like his friend gets murdered, he wants so badly to solve that case and prove himself. Right. Right. But yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And it's such an interesting dynamic between him and Morgan too. They don't have, you know, as much, immediate contact mm-hmm. for example as Shana and Tim have because
0: right. they were yeah, together right right, right. but
2: there but the but there is contact between them and mm-hmm. there is this kind of they're coming from such different places right. and then that, mm-hmm. that really plays well I think mm-hmm. on the page. Yeah.
1: Right. Well and then you know Hudson like Morgan is a product of Black Harbor yeah. um, but you see how he how he's you know sort of come up differently or He's very much kind of a fear driven character. So he mm-hmm. has fears because of everything that he knows is in his environment. Um, and then, you know, you see how Morgan reacts to that. And mm-hmm. I think like you were talking about, like with women having to be on the defense, like she's very, a very defensive, a very sort of like
0: hard shell character. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. With good reason. Right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, <laughs> and with in, in in the Widowmaker, there's a, it's a little bit of a triangle, right, because we have the Reynolds. Mm -hmm. And there's a very you know one of the reynolds family members is also very active in the in the plot and um Mm -hmm. and so then we get to sort of see you know the way that Hudson sort of his suspicion about that whole family and all Mm -hmm. that old so he's also he's 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 sort of protective Mm -hmm. of this character this woman that he he kind of barely knows right right
1: well and morgan is very she's a very like hard Kind of scary like person uh-huh. but she's also very childlike as well uh-huh. um because of like what happened in her past she's right. very much stuck in that sort of um just being a child right mm-hmm. um so she's underdeveloped in a lot of ways and so when she goes into the reynolds mansion she talks about you know sort of being thrown to the wolves yeah. and like yeah. what's going to happen but she's also extremely curious right mm-hmm. and hudson I mean, because he is a gentleman doesn't really want to sort of use her but he sees the opportunity that they have that she's a photographer who's literally been invited in to their
0: home Mm -hmm. and he wants to see what she knows or what she can find out right, Mm -hmm. right, right. Yeah, it's it's all set up for so much. Exciting drama. So, okay, so these are both coming out on December sixth. Yes. yes. So it
2: looks good. yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh I love it. fun. Yeah. I know that
0: is so fun. Okay. That doesn't. Ha- I guess it must happen plenty, but I've never. This is my first. And you can see I'm doing a nice <laughs> job of figuring out who's on what side of me. But, um, yeah. but okay. So what is? These are coming out um, December sixth. Yes. So exciting. And I have my other one here on my screen, which is so <laughs> exciting. I love these covers. I. Am I getting a good vision of that?
1: Yeah,
0: you yes. have the bridge in yours. Yeah, yes, you do yeah, have exactly. Now we both
2: have a bridge connection. Yes. Oh, God, I know.
0: That's hilarious. The water. The, I love that you guys are both afraid of the water. Oh, i terrified. That's a whole other thing. Something yeah. to explore over drinks tonight, maybe. Yes. Yeah. So tell us um, what is next? What are you guys working on?
2: I am working on a fifth
0: Shana book nice. that will be
2: out in uh, late 2023. Um, which is also set in the Thousand Islands and involves um, Shayna's niece who comes to stay with mm-hmm. her because she's having a lot of problems at home yeah. and um, and the teenagers spend a lot of time on this one kind of abandoned island mm-hmm. and uh, murder occurs. Oh. <laughs> and Yeah, so it's going to be a little bit of a different perspective because, of course, it's still about Shana and about Tim and their relationship and it's, of course, about a murder mystery that occurs in the town but now there's also this um much younger cast
0: that will be involved right, right. So and then another fun. layer of like family for Shayna yeah, right? right like exactly. more stress, more family uh, stress yeah. Shaina yeah. needs she needs portion like, no more need family need stress. so much family therapy I know, I know Every, actually, <laughs> i know actually all the characters need to be in therapy oh, yeah. and then you're working on another book in black harbor
1: yeah so um dead ringer is the third black harbor book and it will feature different protagonists but i mean like the Widowmaker, you'll see Familiar faces. Yes, that was um, really yeah. fun
0: because yeah. so um, in their own ways, Hazel. Um, well, Hazel shows up, and then um, and we see Nikolai. Nick, yeah. Nikolai. Mm-hmm. yeah, that was really it was really fun. I was like, wait, oh my god, go back, read that again and again. Yeah. Yeah. So fun. So okay, so yeah. dead ringer.
1: Yeah, so dead ringer is about um, a medical examiner this time, um, and so it's a a medical examiner and uh, she goes to investigate a murder of her daughter's best friend her Mm -hmm. 15 year old daughter's best friend has been murdered um and then she finds out later that night that her daughter is missing so um it's sort of you know the bodies kind of stack up they're looking for this you know they're trying to solve these murders but also find her daughter at the same time um so yeah it's been interesting having a character who's a medical examiner who's very closely connected to police but mm-hmm. who is not a detective herself right um but right. still you know very much deals with death and kind of investigations,
0: right so, yeah right. it's been a trip it's fun i <laughs> you know i have a whole series of the medical examiner it. Yeah. Yes. yes yeah I, loved, I thank you well i, and I loved writing about yeah that. i would gonna have to pick your brain yeah, yeah, yeah. anytime yeah. Yeah. and actually i have a really great contact for us um the chief medical examiner of the state of North Carolina is awesome. yeah. wonderful yeah you have to that's thing we sort of talked about a little bit is the idea that you have to sort of have your experts mm-hmm. um and yeah. share them and, and and you know one of the fun things about being here in person which of course we almost never get to do yeah. right is like what it's like to sort of be able to like you know find your people and talk about you know because of course our our spouses our you know friends at home they hear us Talk about the you know a plot problem or mm-hmm. I'm stuck on a book or my book are, you know a bad review <laughs> whatever there's all the drama yeah. of yeah. being of our world. Yes. Um, but to be then with people who like really know, Yeah, right? Who live it every day. I mean, it there's every no day.
2: substitute for opportunities like this, right? Mm-hmm. To to just connect with other uh, right. other thriller, especially other women thriller writers right. in yeah. person yeah. and share can. experiences it's and so support fun. each other. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Yeah.
0: And we, so we're at BoucherCon, which actually, if, if you haven't heard of it, um, it's the World Mystery Convention, which is sort of funny because <laughs> we're not really mystery writers. but they include now they take in even the thriller and suspense all so, although for a long time they didn't love us they'll take much. us Yeah. they'll take us <laughs> um but it's it's also readers which i think makes this conference so we we also all went to thriller fest in new york which is just really writers yeah. um but this is a reader conference and it's really interesting it's a, so just a different dynamic right yeah. and you get to people to come up and you know they talk about they, they've been reading your books you know yeah it's
1: really fun it yeah, is really definitely. fun it's,
0: and we're in minneapolis which I don't know who anybody out there is in Minneapolis, but um, it's it was beautiful. It was really warm and lovely, and it's really fun to be together. So, yeah. uh, Although now it's raining, it looks like. so, yeah. <laughs> But we're inside, yeah. right? We don't yeah. even really leave the hotel. No, we're we so don't. happy to be together. <laughs> and we're all, like, my voice is going because i you know, staying up too late yeah. and, and talking yeah, yeah. too much. So but. much
2: talking, just so much talking. So yeah. much, you know, I'm wanting to
0: catch to up it. in person. Yeah. So. Yeah. And
2: we all talk obviously online a ton, but it's totally different when the yeah.
0: interaction. It's totally different. And I actually kind of encourage people, you know, who are listening to go and find your favorite authors online too, because yeah. I think the thing about being an author is it's really pretty lonely. I mean, right. And it's a lot of time spent inside your own head, literally. Mm-hmm. And I think um, it helps to hear from, hear from people who are like, you know, yeah. this part of your, you know, this struck me. Or, I mean, don't, not if you're gonna say something really mean, right. but if you're gonna, if you're, you know, if you've enjoyed something or touched you in a certain way, it really makes a difference, mm-hmm. I think, yeah. to the people um, who are writing books in their basements by themselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: I definitely like too, because the three of us met online. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah.
0: right. Yeah, I know yeah. We're in person. And here we are in person, IRL. <laughs> ah, well, it's so yeah. fun. So, um, we'll look for these books on December sixth. Um, I'm going to flip it now so I have the right one. It's it's so weird. It's such a like optical illusion to be like, yeah, it really, where yeah. is I'm literally <laughs> thinking that, you know, guys on the outside. So, so. December 6th, <laughs> The Widowmaker, The Kind to Kill. I'm assuming Kill will be, Death or Kill will be in the next title. The next title is Early Grave. Oh,
2: there you go. Yes. Yes. Great. So, you know, yes, so, tangentially related. Yes, yeah. I like it. I like a
0: theme. I like yeah, it. I like that. So look for these on December 6th and um Until next time, this is Killer Women with Hannah Morrissey and Tessa Wago. Thank you for joining us. Bye. Bye.